Welcome to Lone Star Latter-day Saint Voices, a podcast dedicated to conversations with members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Texas. I'm your host, Eric Egan. BYU Pathway Worldwide is an educational program of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that provides access to spiritually-based degrees completely online at an affordable price. Pathway Connect is the recommended start to every degree in the program. The Pathway Connect website says it is offered at a significantly reduced cost, lasts for three semesters, and includes foundational academic and religion courses. It is intended to help students gain confidence and succeed in their degree program and in life. And the website says that perhaps most importantly, students will come closer to God as they participate in the gospel-based curriculum. Our guests on this episode are Tammy Sanders, a church service missionary who works to support BYU Pathway Worldwide students, and C.J. Patricone, a Pathway Connect student, and his wife Kelly is also with us. We will talk about how Pathway Connect truly provided a path for C.J. to follow, a path to a college degree, but more importantly, a path back to church activity and to the temple where he and Kelly were recently sealed for time and all eternity. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Lone Star Latter-day Saint Voices. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, happy to be here. Tammy, let's start with you. What is your role with Pathway Connect? I am a church service missionary, and I have been called specifically to work with enrolled students in Pathway Connect. And my husband and I are both church service missionaries. And we work with ecclesiastical leaders, bishops, state presidents in advertising the unique blessings and benefits of Pathway Connect. We also serve on self-reliance committees, but our favorite role is facilitating the gatherings. What are some of those unique benefits and blessings of the Pathway program? I love that BYU Pathway Worldwide gives hope. It offers hope and spiritual confidence to those that are needing a degree. It provides access to a spiritual-based college degree. It's completely online and it is at a significantly reduced cost than most other colleges and universities. All of the credits that you earn in the BYU Pathway Worldwide program will transfer to your college degree. They transfer when you matriculate to BYU-Idaho. And so it's not a wasted year. In fact, it's a great way for someone to get started in college or get back into college. Exactly. And so you first met CJ through your participation in one of the gatherings, is that right? Yes. When we start a new semester of Pathway with new students, I will reach out to students individually before the semester starts to get to know them a little bit and get to know their circumstances because we have a wide spectrum of students. And CJ told me that he had not been active in the church for a very long time. So I knew that it was either going to be a make it or break it with CJ. You see that a lot with students that either are non-members 
or that haven't been to church in a long time because there is a very strong spiritual presence in our gatherings. With that in mind, let's go back in time a little bit. CJ and Kelly, tell us a little bit about your background and we'll eventually lead up to CJ, your participation in Pathway Connect. Well, I'm from Massachusetts originally, but I moved down to Florida after uh, my father died and uh, had spent most of my life in Florida, and now I'm in Texas. Kelly, how did you and CJ meet? I think it was 2008. We met through some friends. I was not active in the church. I honestly didn't really know anything about LDS. And we had the children over every other weekend, and the missionaries came over one time, and I'm like, ooh, somebody else I can cook for. So I ended up cooking for them unbeknownst to me, not realizing that I was sucking in all of this information at the same time as they were teaching the kids. And then it just kind of grew from there that we were married and I was baptized in 2013. Yep. 2013. Um, But then we just seemed to fall out. We didn't find our family, our niche per se uh, in Florida. And then uh, we moved here to Texas and the sister showed up one day out of the blue and just happened to mention to him about pathways and he sprung on it. And I was super excited because I literally sat back each week and watched him grow, grow with the spirit. And then, yeah, and he came to me. He's like, is it weird that I want to start going to church? I'm like, no, let's do it. (laughs) So we did. And yeah, that's where we are. And literally the temple was the most amazing part. Well, we will get to that in just a moment. That's a great summary. CJ, let's go back a little farther. When did you first find your way into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Early 2000s, uh, I think 2002 or 2003. And and it was totally by accident because by that time in my life, I like a few years earlier, I was looking for different, you know, trying to educate myself on different religions. And I never really felt any place with them because I I grew up as a Catholic, but I didn't really feel that I don't remember much about it, which is a weird thing. I don't remember any people or nothing, but I went from group to group in my you know early 20s trying to figure out things. And then I was just like, well, I'm just not going to go. I had a testimony of God at that time, not like I did when I was a child, but I still did. I just didn't know, you know, hey, do I need to go to church? So I'd stopped doing all of that. And I'd moved back into a house that I was renting out for a while. And it turns out I was renting it out to some members. Um, and I had no idea. And they had moved down the road. And uh, I get a knock on the door one day, and they're looking for my old tenants. And they were just like, hey, uh, oh, we're here for dinner. And I'm like, oh, oh, and then I gave them the address. And there's like, well, hey, um, do you have a moment to, to hear us out? And of course, because I'd already been through a lot of it, I was like, nope. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, they were like, oh, okay, well, is there anything we can do to help you? And that was like, what, really? <laughs> Man, okay. I mean, sure. And then I told them I was looking for a job at the time and they actually did work, uh, to, to help me and, uh, and we didn't find one through them. Uh, but the fact that they were willing to help me after a while, I, I let them come back to the house and, uh, it was probably the first time I had felt the spirit and, oh, I don't know maybe a decade or, or longer back when I was a kid, when I was, when I had a super strong testimony and, uh, I just, I joined, I got baptized shortly thereafter. And actually me and my ex-wife, we, we, we got baptized together there. And, uh, but then our 
marriage didn't work out at that point. And we both left the church at that point because there were some things that just happened and it was, it wasn't a good time for either one of us. But even though I didn't go to the church, I was, I always like helping out them, you know, like, you know, Hey, we need people to help move that kind of stuff. I would go do activities with them to help. Uh, I still like the, the camp outs at the ranch and uh, always like them to come over to talk to my children. And then when we Kelly got together, that's how uh, she started hearing the their teachings. Really great, yeah. To the point where you had missionaries in the home yeah. for her to cook for. <laughs> then, as we move along in your timeline, that had happened. Uh, Kelly had been baptized. You'd kind of drifted away. It sounds like for a little bit. Tell us about when you first heard about Pathway Connect. So when we moved to Texas, we didn't even know at the time, like we, we had rented one house that was literally down the street from the church. And then we moved into this one and we didn't know where they were. They, but one day we got a knock on our door and of course they were speaking Spanish at first cause they thought we were Spanish. Um, and then we quickly figured that out. Um, but then, you know, they would come over a couple of times and it wasn't the first couple of times, but one day when they were over here and they were just sharing a lesson and one of them just, uh, I'd said something about trying to figure out school because I had, you know, I was stuck in my job. Like I couldn't move anywhere. Even I've got to that point where my skills don't matter. I can't cross that boundary until I have a degree. And they're like, well, if you ever heard a pathway and that was how that started. Just a casually mentioning of, of I needed to go back to school and they're like, well, have you heard of this? And so they're telling you things like, Hey, it's an easy way to get in. It's low tuition, those kinds of things. That sister was like on it. She's like, look here, I've got all this information. Like she was on it right then and there. Yeah. She told me where to go. I, I got all the information immediately. I had another contact from the church that she gave me that, uh, I don't know what his calling was, but it was specifically for pathway in this work. The biggest thing for me at the time, it all online. So I could do things in my own time. And that was very important to me in my life. Cause I had, I have to work and the cost of it was, I was like, I can afford this. I still have student loan debt from the original times I've tried to go to college. And this, I was like, I can handle this. I, and that, and that's, I was like, well, I'm going to do this. I need to do this. And did you understand when you jumped into that, that there was going to be a spiritual element to that as well? I did. And I was actually worried about that at first because I'm, I'm one of those, like, if you give me a subject I'm either good at, like a math and science or any, anything computers, I, I usually have no problem. I don't even think about it. I just, I can do it well. Um, but you give me courses that I'm not all that interested in at the point. Like uh, I was, I never liked the English courses when I was in high school. And so I would get bored and I just, my mind would drift off. Um, and the religion, I, I just, I was never good at talking about it. I didn't remember a whole lot of stuff from the Bible. Um, or the Book of Mormon at that point, I just, you know, I knew some of the stories that it just, I could never, uh, I don't know, I never feel like I speak to it, um, like I could educate someone on it. And, and I, I thought I'd really struggle with those courses, but the way they did them is, well, actually, I didn't struggle after that. It was I, a little nervousness at the beginning, I think, was where the worst I had, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Your primary motivation was to get a degree. And what field of study were you looking at at that point? Programming. Programming. Okay. How soon into that program do you find yourself in this gathering group with Tammy? Uh, the first week we have our gathering meetings. We have them once a week. And uh, that was when we got like, well, she reached out to us before, like she said, but then that was, that was the first time we were all together in our, our gathering group, all in a, a zoom meeting. 
and just kind of meeting people or us face to face. And that's what it started that very first week. And it was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, you get to know him. We, we did little introductions like you normally do. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I didn't know what to expect or how much it would really help me throughout until the end of it. And how many people are typically in a gathering meeting like that? Oh, I don't remember how many we started with, but I, I we, we only ended up with what, like nine or 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we started out that year with close to 20 students. And by the end, I think eight graduated. Okay. So Tammy, as you begin that group and you're meeting everybody did you have any particular first impressions of CJ or any thoughts about how he might uh, benefit from the program? I knew immediately he was going to be our technology specialist, immediately. And he was happy to do that. He was friendly and open, and I, I could tell he was a little hesitant when it came to the spiritual aspect. But he was very open and said, hey, I am new to this. And I think that was endeared us to him was his honesty and willingness to learn. Speaking about that specifically, I I didn't, uh, I'm not normally like that. And I don't know why with this, our group specifically, I just felt comfortable just telling you how, where I was with my relationship with God and, and how I felt about it and everything. I tell the students at the beginning of our gatherings, at the beginning of the first semester, that we will become a family. And I think some of them kind of roll their eyes at me and don't believe me. But by the second semester, after 14 weeks, and we're into the second semester, they are getting emotional when they think about each other and perhaps the struggles that someone is facing or praying for each other. And you definitely become a family after spending a year with these people every week. So what is it that happened, CJ, over the course of that time in Pathway Connect that changed your heart to the point where you wanted to be active in the church again? One, sharing where I was at, just talking about it was helpful and maybe want to be more talkative about it in general. Um, and then our part of our the religious portion of the class that we were doing was uh, we had these discipleship projects and uh, we did a couple of them throughout the course and we had to pick things that we wanted to work on. And one of the things I, I did was one, praying. For the longest time, I didn't pray a lot. One, because I felt selfish about it. Like, I'm just asking for things. Why Why should I do that? Um, but then I, I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to turn it around this way. I really need to get that relationship. So I need to talk to you every day and just say hi and just build that and get that communication going. And then, I, you know, I did one. One of the ones was just reading more. And that was helpful. But sometimes I kind of slack on that. <laughs> but that just that, those Two things, starting with and and just being open and talking about it in general. You felt that change in your life and you told Kelly, hey, I'd like to go back to church. And she was all on board with that. Yeah. And and the silly thing is we couldn't do it right away because the church was closed because of COVID. Yeah. (laughs) So we were like, oh, we're going to go as soon as it opens. I can can remember that when he first started out talking about his praying and things and he, I don't feel like he was open to listening to the answers. Cause I remember we were having a conversation and he had said, 
I, I feel silly praying because I've never felt like I got an answer. And I don't remember what it was, but we were talking, we had that conversation. And I said, well, did you pray about it last night or, or today? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you just got a phone call that confirmed it. What, what more of an answer do you need? And then I think it clicked to him like, I'm not looking in the right spots. He's showing me all these signs and telling me directly, but I don't know. He was like closed off to it. And I'm like, that's the best answer you're going to get. Like, and yeah. I remember that conversation to this day. <laughs> yeah. And then just after the first realization at that point, just like looking at all the weird things that have happened in my life and uh, how it was always pointing me back. It is interesting how sometimes those manifestations are right in front of us, yet hard to see mm -hmm. at the same time. Hey, you really have to open your eyes to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're spiritualized, which is not always as easy. Well, and especially if you've kept your feelings so jaded like you had in the past towards religion and things. So Yeah, my high school years weren't very... Uh, I didn't have the greatest relationship with certain churches in the area because they didn't uh, like the games I, I was playing because I was just playing Dungeons and Dragons and that was, you know, it's make-believe, but I grown adults telling a child that you're going to go to hell. I, I dealt with that a lot. And I, and that just like, I'm not going to that church. Mm. <laughs> like There's no way. Like, how, how can you do that? That's not what, you know, that's not welcoming people in and trying to teach them and, and uplift them and, and get them there with you. That's just, you know, you're bad. Get out of here. <laughs> and that's what religion felt mm -hmm. to me after probably that, that middle, that high school time and a little bit before high school. Sure. Sure. So that's where that jaded opinion of religion came from. I was kind of really closed off emotionally anyway. Um, I still kind of am, but I, I dealt with things as a kid. My, my parents died when I was young or my parents that took care of me because I was adopted at three months. And, uh, but my dad only lived till just after my eighth birthday and then my mom, my 14th. And so I, I dealt with that as a child and, you know, and that's one of the things I, I told them when I was eight, I, uh, you know, I wasn't as upset as you'd expect a child to be. I, I took it as like, okay, well I had that full, like I had a, such a strong testimony. I was like, okay, well, my dad passed. God says it's his time. He's going to a better place. Why be upset? It's not, going to help anything. And that was, you know, and I think that's a really grown up thing for an eight year old to think about at that time. And then 14, I was already, well, okay, I know what, what's happening. It was more sudden than my dad's because my dad went through cancer. And then I lost that faith, that, that strong testimony. And, and I'm still trying to get that back. And I'm, I'm a lot further than I was before I started Pathway. <laughs> So you mentioned returning to church activity during the COVID era, and I'm assuming it's an award you had not been to before. So how did that all work? From the couple of times I talked to the missionary, I had went to one picnic with the ward I thought I was in and met the bishop at the time. And so when I, when I finally reached back out, before I found out that it was closed, but I reached out, finally went there at the time, and uh, he's like, well, hey, uh, I'm not your bishop. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh, the ward split up again. And you're in Temple First Ward. <laughs> like, oh. And you know, then he gave me the bishop's number. <laughs> and I, I, that's when I went to talk to him. And that's how I started, I guess, <laughs> in that group. But I, I had no idea. He didn't know at the time either because I, I had met him and I was supposed to be in his ward. But I had no idea that in between the time I had talked to him the first time and the time I was actually, you know, ready to go like there that he wasn't my bishop anymore. <laughs> 
So was your actual physical return to church a virtual one or were they back to meeting in person by then? They were partially open. And before I even went, I spent probably, what, an hour and a half talking? I, I went there to talk to the bishop and just, just talk to him. And I was talking to him about Pathway 2. And uh, and then, of course, you know, the first thing they, they ask you is like, well, is there anything you, you like to do? And I was like, or for a colleague, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, well, I used to be a Cub Scout leader, but I was really uh, not happy with the limitations. Like, I couldn't really take them camping or anything like that. It was very like, well, you can camp in the churchyard. I was like, that's not camping. <laughs> but I was like, but you give me anything with computers, I will be happy to do it. And then the following week, it, uh, they're telling me I'm the, the award technical specialist. <laughs> and that's one of two callings I have now. <laughs> and they told me I could help out. And now who's one of my friends, Alex, who was a clerk, he was also doing a broadcast. And so he taught me how he did the broadcast. And I picked up some audio equipment and uh, started learning how to do it. And I was doing the broadcast from then on so that all the people who couldn't make it there, that were, that were sick or had to be separated because you know, they were older for whatever reason um, could see it. And well, uh, we weren't at full capacity yet. Yeah, we weren't at, we couldn't be at that full capacity either, but yeah, so I, I was enjoying that and that helped me with one of my struggles that I always had with church. Cause uh, a lot of times I sit through a sacrament meeting and my mind just tends to wander or shuts off. And I'm like struggling to stay away. Cause it, no matter how hard I try and I, I just can't, I don't, I don't know. It, it makes hard time. But when I was able to focus on the broadcast, watching and listening to the levels, cause I was turning up stuff and I was just trying to keep everything level and making sure I had the cameras in the right places. Um, I even did a thing where I could switch to the audience and that kept me involved, engaged the whole time. And I loved it. Um, and then they just recently stopped it. So now I'm struggling again a little bit. Back to business as usual, which is more of a challenge for you. As you return to church and you're serving in that way and, and you and Kelly are getting more integrated back into the church and into your new ward, what things happened that led to your desire to go to the temple? I mean, honestly, I, I, when I was first in the church before, um, before I got divorced, I, I was, you know, tr trying to learn about it, but I didn't really, I, I started a course and stopped it. And, um, I never, uh, I never got to see it. And I, I, talk to some people about it. And then when I told them uh, in the gathering that I had never, never been to the temple and they started telling me their experiences and uh, sharing with me the, the thoughts and the, what they, they experienced there. And it was just, uh, I was like, okay, well I have to do this. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a course. And, and a, a couple of them, including Tammy even said, well, Hey, I'll, I'll, you know, you go to the temple, I'll be there. Um, and Tammy was there for us when, when we got sealed and uh, our, our endowments, it was really cool. Kelly, from your perspective, then CJ's having these experiences and you're hearing about them secondhand, maybe not quite the same kind of experience. How are you feeling in your desires to go to the temple? I was completely on board. I wanted to do it before he even just watching it work on him and soften him. And we're pretty close anyways, but just seeing us get closer on that on that religion level and praying together and things like that, it was I was like, let's do it. <laughs> That's wonderful. And so, Tammy, you're watching all of this virtually from afar, in a sense, and seeing this develop. What was that like for you? It was incredible. These students become definitely like family. And many of them, I feel like, you know, I've got hundreds of children because you just see them and 
how a parent feels so proud of their child when they grow and learn and make important decisions, especially pertaining to the gospel, is just what it's all about. And I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so about a four and a half hour drive from the Dallas temple. But I told CJ, I will be there. That was the temple my husband and I were sealed in. It's important to me. And I would be there for that. And so how was it being there that day? Oh, it was amazing. You know, I had only seen this much of CJ just from the, you know, chest up. And <laughs> and so, yeah. And so to see him in person, it just was wonderful. And Kelly, I had seen her on the video as well and met her, but it was just fabulous. I thought this is what it must be like when we return home and see those ones that we love and cherish and to be reunited with them. And that's how I felt that I was, you know, reunited with this family. CJ and Kelly, what stands out in your memory from that day at the temple? I mean, I loved it all. It was really, I mean, I was excited, um, even though I don't really show it. Uh, <laughs> You did when you said I do wait early. Yeah, I did. That was <laughs> when, I, when we were going through the uh, being sealed and the guy was talking, I thought he was done. And I was just like, I do. <laughs> Over eager. Yes, very, very much so. <laughs> you know, as wonderful as the endowment is uh, then to be sealed as well as husband and wife, not only for time, but for all eternity. How has that changed your perspective in life? I remind him every day. <laughs> He'll say, I love you. I'll be like, forever. You chose that again. <laughs> so as you look back now, more than a year and a half, how is your life different from what it was like when you got involved there to begin with? Different. That's so many blessings. The realization of the blessings that one just knowing things that have happened in the past and then just being open to it and now being active in the, in the church again. And uh, I mean, just meeting people like, teaching the young men. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's interesting too. Is, uh, so I'm helping them with the, the young men and that's um, getting to know them and just, uh, you know, getting out more with people that are, I know, my old group of friends wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a, that's a significant change. <laughs> Sounds like an upgrade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot about the spiritual benefits and, and you'd gotten started initially with this motivation to get your degree. How do things stand from that perspective now? I'm in BYU right now. I'm struggling <coughs> a little bit with the course that I'm doing right now. So I'll probably end up doing it over, but I don't, uh, I'm not sad or upset about that. Like, before I would have been really like, oh my God, I messed this up. What am I doing wrong? You know, and kind of overthinking it and overanalyzing it. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, well, I know, I know what it is. I can, I can learn it. I know what to expect. Um, so maybe I struggled a little bit. I, I'm, you know, I missed a little bit of time and I'll get back to it, but it's, it's really, I don't know. It's cool to me being back and being in that, uh, you know, taking classes again. And then it's also a, a thing that I can talk to my children about because my daughter, she's in college right now too. So that's, something we have that uh, we can share together and just uh, even though I'm, I'm struggling, I'm still doing it. And cause I, I will not quit this time. I, I've tried too many times to go to college to, to give up. 
And uh, it's just more exciting that I've gotten further in this little bit of time than I have in 20 years. Okay, mind you, this is the only class that he has not gotten an A in also. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's impressive. So do you find yourself recommending Pathway to other people? My best friend already did it. He did two semesters. Um, did he? Com- and his third, and he struggled with a bit of surge, so he took a break, and he's going to go back uh, when he's ready again to finish his third out yep. and then go on to BYU-Idaho as well. So, I, yeah, I, I was happy. At all. I was like, yeah, no, I was like, as soon as I, I, after the first semester, actually probably before that, because I had him sit in one of our classes, so the gathering meetings, so that he could see what it was and kind of meet everyone. And um, I was like, no, you need to do this. She's my best friend. I, I I met him in the church, and I, I think him just like me. We don't have the degrees, and we can learn. It's that's actually been amazing too. Our relationship with him when we sit down to dinner because he lives here with us, and just I have a lot of questions. I wasn't raised in the church, and he fought it for so many years. And I am a very much questioner, so I have questions constantly. And we sit down during dinner and we literally will just talk about it. And he'll tell us, oh, well, this is, you know, how I interpret this and things like that. So that's really helpful. And he's the opposite of me. He remembers like everything he's read, like in the books, like he's really good with all that stuff. Um, And it it just knows because he grew up in the church. He went on a mission. I never got to do any of that because I was, you know, already an adult and <laughs> before when I, I, I converted. Well, it's neat to see that your influence is now spreading and helping him as well. And I'm sure there will be others to come. Tammy, I've got to think seeing all of this must be so rewarding for you as you serve as a church service missionary with Pathway. It really is. And during that year that CJ was in one of my gathering groups, I also took on another group from the Dallas-Fort Worth area and had a group from West Africa as well. And so it is rewarding to see that lives are changing and improving and testimonies are growing for members and non-members all over the world. I've had several students that were non-members that joined the church during that year. And it's because of Pathway. So it, it's a very rewarding calling. I, I wish everyone could have the opportunity to serve as a pathway missionary. And one of the things uh, I liked about the course uh, or that, you know, going through pathways, it, it taught you a lot of things that you didn't learn in school, just in general about life and how to deal with, you know, finances and, and stuff like that. And uh, me being someone who's already passed a lot of that stuff, which I, I just telling all the younger students that were just, you know, still kids in there. And I'm like, dude, like, listen to this, because I would have loved to have known this when I was 20. When I was 20 years old, this would have been invaluable to me. Now I'm like, okay, well, yeah, now I see that I, I made a lot of mistakes, and I should have done it this way, but I had no one telling me, and I didn't have anyone to ask at the time. And uh, it, it's just, for, especially for young people, I think it would be, it, it's, an, it's an amazing experience and would be really good for just life in general. Well, thank you to all of you for being with us on this episode of our podcast. I think it so nicely highlights Pathway and what a blessing that is for individuals. And then to have a specific case here with you, CJ and Kelly, how it's influenced you to the point where you've returned to activity in the church and gone to the temple and been sealed. 
what an inspiring story. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Our guests on this episode have been CJ and Kelly Patricone and Tammy Sanders, a church service missionary. I enjoyed hearing how a full-time missionary recognized a need in CJ's life and extended an inspired invitation at just the right time. Then how CJ accepted the invitation and how the Spirit softened his heart and led him back to the covenant path. Clearly, this sequence of events will bring eternal blessings to CJ and Kelly. To get more information on BYU Pathway Worldwide, go to byupathway.org. For Lone Star Latter-day Saint Voices, I'm Eric Egan.